are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week upcoming later on this episode. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Glad to have you back. Hey, look, the Spurs got things going yesterday against Dallas. And uh, yeah, that's just the beginning of a very, very rough second half of the schedule. 11 back-to-backs. They're they're almost playing every other day from this point moving forward until the end of the regular season. And we're going to be discussing that. Can this Spurs team survive a rough second half? There's long road trips. We all know how they fare well. Well, they don't fare well too much on back-to-backs. We're going to be discussing that. What will it take? What are some keys in this crunch time of their season? Also, we're going to have a little fun. Uh, The uh, 2021 NBA All-Star game is all but over, but it's been a long, long time, almost 26 years since San Antonio hosted the annual NBA event. Um, What, what, why, will the Spurs, will San Antonio just in general ever get that uh, event back to the Alamo City? To discuss that and more, I'm joined by Joe Garcia, host of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. And did you enjoy the All-Star game? I'm going to be honest, man. I really didn't see it all that much because I was out in the sticks. I was uh, camping with the family. So I kind of caught, you know, some things here and there because cell service was spotty. But I mean, it's the all-star game, man. It's just it's to me, it's never that interesting, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, we're, we're, well, we'll be discussing the all-star game and San Antonio more later on the show. But Joe, as you're well aware of yesterday, the Spurs got their second season going against uh, Dallas. They'll play tomorrow night against uh, the Magic. It'll be the first time fans will be allowed back into the AT&T Center in a little over a year. Limited capacity, but nevertheless, hey, it's just the second game of a rough schedule. Joe, by now, everybody knows how bad it's going to be. They're playing every other day for the most part. Um, They have these crazy road trips where they're also playing every other. Burr's team can survive the second half. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I love the team. I love the direction that the team is going. But with this juggernaut of a schedule that we have lying in front of the team right now, we know how the Spurs are on back-to-backs. If that trend continues, we all know what's going to happen, Jeff. Basically, that would put this team out of playoff contention. Maybe maybe even making the, you know, the play-in game, you know, a possibility. It's it's going to be tough. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be tough, and I think the team knows it's going to be tough. But that that's not necessarily a bad thing, Jeff, because what do we have laying in wait for us? The NBA draft, which is stacked. So if we miss the playoffs, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That might be a blessing in disguise for us, and we could potentially garner up somebody in that NBA draft that could actually help the team. Spurs fans are wanting a big there's there's a whole bunch of talent there in that NBA draft, but this this schedule is tough, Jeff. I mean, you know this as well. Yeah, look, if we're gonna break it down a little uh, uh, further, the Spurs play forty games in sixty eight days, Joe. That's not a lot of rest time. Uh, they got seventeen games at home in the AT and T Center. You can do the math. How many is left on the road? There isn't really no 
home court advantage this year. All teams are seen a little above 500 um, uh, at home on road. Uh, you know, th- there's no such thing as that this year. Maybe with the um, bringing back of the fans is going to help the Spurs in the second half of the season because they're going to need every ounce of energy. Uh, 11 back-to-backs, as mentioned, Joe. We, we know they don't do well on the second game of a back-to-back. Joe, I think this is where the youth is going to step in. You're, you're probably going to see a lot of the young guys get some run. You're probably going to see Lucas Ominich, uh get 12, 15 minutes a game uh, as, as the second half continues. You're going to see a lot of the young guys carry the more the more significant load uh, of um, playing time. Jakob Pertle spoke to about this uh, right before the break, saying that, hey, this team is young. They should be able to handle it. Joe, do you think it'll be on the young guys to carry this team in the second half? Look, I'm going to be honest with you on this one as well, Jeff. I'm going to love seeing the growth of this of these younger players. And it's going to really fall on, on the on the shoulders of the the younger core that we have. Because bas- basically this this schedule is a young man's game. Our veterans are going to do their best, but I mean, it's going to wear you down, you know. And sometimes our vets need an extra day or two to recover. The body just doesn't recover as quickly as it once did when you were in your early 20s. Uh, but saying that, these young the young core getting the minutes and being able to develop and being able to get that experience on there on the court is going to be instrumental to the Spurs becoming better as a team. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Will it translate into into wins? I don't know. But either way, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. I'm not going to be so critical of the Spurs lose and say the sky is falling. But I am going to look at the growth of our young players. In particular, it's going to be interesting to, to me to see how they incorporate Luka into the lineup because I love seeing him out there on the court. Keita Bates, uh, Diop is low-key, been playing really good as well. You know, we're going to see, I think, a little bit more of Keldon. Let's see what Lonnie can give us. I think it's an exciting time right now for Spurs fans, especially with the second half of the schedule and the young core maybe getting some much-needed minutes out out there on the court. If, If there's any sign that you can take from the first half of the season to the second half of the season... As far as uh, on the offensive end, that being sharing the point wealth, if you will, the Spurs have several guys scoring in double figures. You got Rudy Gay, 11.2 points per game. Then you have as high as DeMar DeRozan, about 20 points per game. And everything in the middle, Murray, 15 points per game. Johnson, 14 points per game. Mills, 13. White, 11. Uh, so that's I think that is something that, you can hang your hat on if you're a Spurs fan saying, hey, it's not going to necessarily be on DeMar DeRozan's shoulders to carry the offensive load. We saw that in the first half, Joe. Every game, somebody, more than one person is going to be carrying the offensive load. It's not like the old days where it's just all Timmy or maybe all Kawhi or all Manu. They they can spread it out, Joe, and I think that's going to help them in the second half. I think it will help them. You know, but again, the one thing that I think uh, we need to be really wary of here is expectations. I think right now that the Spurs fan base has really high expectations for this team based on the small sample size that we saw in the first half of the season. Now with the second half, you know, looming upon us here and by by the by this recording right here, the Spurs would have already played the Mavericks and now they're going to be going into facing the Magic, you know, and then facing the Sixers. The schedule isn't conducive to them as far as getting these wins uh, by 
by spades, you know, by, by that, by the, what I mean by that is by these wins being easy for this team. Every, every game here is going to be, you know, a fight for them, but I think they're capable of showing something, some growth right now. And really at the end of the day, that's what I'm really excited about seeing the growth, the development, seeing this team come together and anything can happen. I'm not saying that, oh, they're not, you know, they can't win a lot of these are the majority of these games. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a juggernaut of a schedule. They're going to get tired. Things will happen. Players get worn down. There's going to be nice and they have it nice that they don't. At the end of the day, I'm just going to be happy seeing how well this team can gel together, seeing the growth of the young core and actually, you know, seeing what some of our vets can do. It's going to be interesting to me, too, to see what LMA will do if he's comfortable coming off that bench. I think that's going to be a really uh, telling sign for how well this team will do in that second half. Yeah, and look, there's going to be some help as far as not as much. Uh, there's, there's like for take for example, I think they have like a nine game homestand. I mean, that's awesome. I think it begins against the Hornets on March 22nd and ends in April 5th against the Cavs. That's about nine games at home. That's going to help. And there's also going to help too is the fact that you look at the Spurs team and one, they're hungry. You know, I think the mental side of it, the, the, the attitude, the positive attitude, Kelvin Johnson said they're, they're gunning for the playoffs. So did Lonnie Walker. I mean, that's the goal right now. And I think this team is primed to do it if they rest right now. We know Popovich is notorious for resting players. Yeah, because there's going to be players getting significant minutes moving forward. Your Kata Bates Diop. Possibly uh, Quindari Weatherspoon, uh, when he does um, is a- is available to play. Joe, you're probably going to see some rotations out there that are going to be looking different. We're going to see some rotations that are going to look different. And you know, when things look different, Spurs Twitter is not going to be happy, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think this uh, will make or break the Spurs season? It is going to make or break the Spurs season. And, and this is what I've been telling Spurs fans since the beginning of the season. I don't think that the objective has always been playoffs. I I don't care what the coaching staff has been spinning out there since the beginning of the season. I think this was a season of growth. We're starting to see some little flashes here and there. And if we don't make the playoffs, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Let's just kind of be patient and see what happens with this young core and and how they develop. They're going to be going on some crazy road trips too. They'll be away from the AT&T Center for quite some time. You thought the rodeo road trips were bad in the past. They're just right up there with uh, as far as amount is concerned. I still believe they'll make the playoffs, Joe. We're going to continue our chat about the San Antonio Spurs. It kind of shift gears dramatically, uh, be talking about the All-Star game, why it's been absent for San, from San Antonio. But before we do that, I want to ha- talk to you about Michelob Ultra. In a bit, we're going to be giving out the Ultra Pal Player of the Week. Uh, but, you know, when you think about Michelob Ultra, you know, I mean, first of all, you got to think that, hey, it goes great when you're watching a game. Um, you know, it adds to the enjoyment. It's part of the whole Spurs game experience. We're watching it, and it's only at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Yeah, it's worth it. It's well, well worth it. When it comes to Michelob Ultra, it gives you the best. So now we got to give out the Ultra Player of the Week. And, yes, I know the Spurs have been away for quite some time, but I'm going to give it to the Players of the Week, and that being the Austin Spurs. Kudos to the Austin Spurs. After dealing with player uh, in and out, wrote the roster shifting with Samanich and Jones uh, getting recalled, then Robert Water getting recalled to the Kings. This Austin Spurs team still put together a valiant effort in the postseason, made the playoffs, unfortunately did not go further than that. Uh, one game elimination, 
But all in all, you know, for them to really rally and do a lot without any NBA talent assigned to them, yeah, you got to give them the ultra players of the week. And yeah, once again, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Make sure to get yourself a Bub Ultra. And while I have your ear, I want to talk to you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to place all your bets and all your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place, uh, well, the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head out to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Joe, let's go to continue our chat about uh, this time the city of San Antonio and the NBA. Joe, it's been about 26 years since downtown San Antonio was converted into basketball paradise from movie stars walking up and down the river walk, uh, checking into hotels. The NBA players of the likes of Charles Barkley, Chris Mullen, Michael Alonzo Mourning, David Robinson, Sean Elliott, et cetera, et cetera, walking up and down San Antonio. And for those of y'all who are not familiar with this, there's a big convention center downtown. It's called the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention, where the fans congregated, Joe, to celebrate all things NBA and basketball. That was back in 1996, Joe, when the NBA All-Star made its way to San Antonio, but has not been back here. My first thought is, Why? Why do you think the NBA has never came back to San Antonio? Well, at the time, what, 1996, the Alamo Dome was was still young, you know, (laughs) that's uh, and it was what considered state of the art at that time. They had a a pretty decent sized uh, media area. You know, they had some facilities that were attractive, the close proximity to the Alamo Dome and, you know, the Riverwalk and being close to hotels that was attractive as well. I remember going down. Uh, downtown San Antonio and checking this, the festivities out and looking at everything that they had there, uh, going to Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center, seeing Patrick Ewing walking around, you know, uh, the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a driver that dropped him off in front of the, I believe it was the Marriott. And he got out of the car with his entourage because I was walking the street and I saw him. So are you, you just seeing stars walking around downtown, you know, NBA superstars. It was fun. You know, it was something that the city really got behind. And there was a lot of nostalgia for, for me now looking back on that uh, period of time and saying, you know, hey, this was great. And thinking, you know, naive me thinking, oh, we're, we're going to wind up getting the NBA All-Star game back in San Antonio at some point. Never happened again. And yeah, the reason, reason behind that might just be. We just don't have the facilities that are attractive to the NBA at this point in time, being that we are a small market. The the Alamo Dome still hasn't changed much. I mean, they've added some things inside as far as lighting and the media area is a, a lot better than it once was. But at the end of the day, I don't just I just don't think that the the city has all the bells and whistles that the NBA is looking for. You can, you know, say that that's the fault of our city officials, but who knows? You know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of other factors that go on beyond that. It would be interesting, Jeff, to see the NBA All-Star Game or All-Star Weekend return to San Antonio once again. But, hey, at least we had one of the dopest looking logos that I've ever seen come come to an NBA All-Star game Jeff don't you agree Absolutely uh, the uh, jerseys for the for those of you who weren't born or don't remember at that time they were they, they had the fiesta colors 
um, it was dominantly the uh, baby blue color, but they had a jalapeno on the uh, jersey, and it was shaped like a boot, and it was uh, spinning a basketball. And on the uh, warm-up jersey, they had a picture of the Alamo, well, a, a drawing of the Alamo, and then the official logo was uh, the Alamo in the middle of it. It said All-Star 96 San Antonio. But, yeah, Joe, I, I think where the, the AT&T Center is right now, far away from downtown San Antonio. For those who've never been to a San Antonio sports game in San Antonio, it is nowhere near downtown San Antonio. It's it's on the east side of town, in the middle of seems like nowhere, and uh, surrounded by nothing. There's yeah. no malls, there's no theaters, there's no restaurants. It's just out there by itself, and yeah, and I think that's hurting um, the Spurs, uh, the city of San Antonio's chances of, of netting another game. Now, I think it'd be cool if they you know bring it to the Alamo Dome and make sense, kind of like a retro all-star game i think that is something to toy with but as you mentioned you know the facilities inside the animal dome aren't aren't up to snuff they're they're not that great but i think it's a good idea i I think you you can put heads together and make it work my thing joe is you know is this something where one day in the future the city of san antonio will have to once again be asked to foot the bill for another arena uh remember the at&t center at least then it was called the spc center wasn't it the taxpayers who pretty much funded a good portion of uh, the building, Joe? It was the taxpayers. You know, they increased. I think there was a hotel, uh, the hotel tax yeah. at that point in time, and then it was City of San Antonio in conjunction with Bear County as well. And it was a hot mess. <laughs> Let's put it like that. There were a lot of uh, political, a lot of political nonsense that went on behind the scenes. Basically, they, it was just it was they were promised uh, to bring the the SBC Center or the AT&T Center, as it's known now, to the east side because gentrification was going to happen. They were going to bring hotels and restaurants and all these, you know, promises that just didn't fall through it. At the end, it should have just been kept downtown or near downtown. It would have made more sense. I think it would have been more attractive. We would have gotten a lot more uh, big uh, name concerts, maybe you know, some some other things happened for the city if it was kind of closer, you know, to the proximity of downtown San Antonio. But that was just not meant to be. And now trying to trying to build another arena near somewhere near downtown San Antonio is a, a tall task, Jeff, because there's just not enough real estate down there. You've seen how the place looks now. It's yeah. completely different. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's crammed in there already. Yeah, there's no space. So, And, and here's. Yeah. And here's the thing, Joe. You know, I, I don't buy the whole small market thing because the next all-star game is going to be in Cleveland. So Cleveland is, um, you know, it's not a major market. It's not a New York or an L.A. or, you know, Las Vegas or, you know, or Miami, you know, but it's in Cleveland. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's that. And um, I, I, I just feel that what's really going on is where the AT&T Center is located. If that's the issue then you don't have to have it there. You can have it in the Alamo Dome. What would you be okay with this, Joe? It was a shared experience between Austin and San Antonio, or do you think Spurs fans would get a little territorial with that? I think Spurs fans will get a little territorial, you know, with that, but it makes sense at the end of the day. You have the bustling city that is Austin, you know, and, and they are attractive because one, it's a really cool little city to go to. The traffic is horrible, but that we're not going to get into that. But somewhere in between Austin, San Antonio, 
you know, they can come to terms. It would be cool because you would have people coming from the city of Austin to come and watch the NBA All-Star festivities here in San Antonio. And you'd have people from San Antonio meeting the team halfway. I just think it would make more sense if something like that was to happen. It would be more attractive. Sure. But in the realm of possibilities, our percentage, what's our percentage chance of getting an NBA All-Star game back in San Antonio? Slim to none. Low, low, low. Yeah. Something on. Yeah. I, I think it'd be fun, though. I, I think for those Spurs fans who never got to experience it in their own backyard like you and I did back in 96, I've never seen San Antonio with that, like that. It was quite the weekend in San Antonio. You just hope that it will come back sooner than later because San Antonio is long overdue for a another All-Star game. But when we get back, we're going to be continuing our chat about the San Antonio Spurs. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com, which is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. You go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You need tail lamps or motor oil, carpet. They got it. That online catalog is unique and easy to navigate. And all the prices are reliably low. The same for you and professionals. So you're not going to be spending up to twice as much. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And by the way, those parts that you order are deliverable to your door. Yeah. Contact this list. Contact list. Right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box with another that we sent you. An amazing selection of reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We're back and I'm joined by Joe Garcia. He's the host of Two Shots Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Joe, it's been a while since you've been a Locked On Spurs. So we're going to have some fun with you. Um, some quick Q&A before we put a lock on this episode. Uh, first one is... Buying or selling, the Spurs will make a deal before the trade deadline. I'm selling, dude. That's not going to happen. <laughs> we, we've been here before. <laughs> we've seen the same thing happen time and time again around this time of year. And it doesn't really pan out to be nothing more than rumors. And I think that's what's happening now. Were you buying or selling the uh, Spurs Vucevic uh, rumor? Oh, man. No, dude. I wasn't buying that for a second, man. Uh, the price to get him over here would be too high. What are you willing to give up? You know, your decimate yeah. your younger core. You know, I'm just like, if you do that, you get one player in here. Is he instantly going to make you a championship contender? Probably not. It wouldn't be a, a, a deal that would be conducive to the Spurs winning culture, winning ways. They're playing the long game. And this is just going to be a short term solution. Buy or sell, Joe, that Spurs fans will go to the AT&T Center and fill it up to what they're limited it to. So if it's 30... 3,000, 3,000 fans are going to show up. Oh, I'm buying that. <laughs> are you bu- are you buying or selling, Joe? Lucas Samanich is going to continue getting better from this point moving forward. Oh, I'm, I'm buying that. The, the kid's showing promise, man, and I'm excited to see him grow. So I'm definitely buying. And are you buying or selling, Joe, that we missed you here at Locked On Spurs? This has been a while. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm selling, Jeff. I, I was, I was kind of <laughs> hurt. I don't think you missed me. Too much. I'm just playing. No, I, I, I was busy too, you know. I mean, things happen. So it's always fun just to come back and, and be a guest and talk Spurs with you. All right, Joe, tell everybody how they can uh, chat with you and where they can contact you. They can talk, contact me on Two Shots Podcast. And it's spelled out T W O, not the number two, but T W O, Two Shots Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And I'll be happy to talk about Spurs and anything else in between. You got any good anime, manga, you know, a video game that we need to be playing? Let us know about it. Me and Jeff love that kind of stuff. And Jeff, breaking news. 
What's that? There is a retro game going to be coming out. I'm so excited. I'm shaking. Shredder's Revenge. It's a retro oh, wow. style four game, uh, four four player game. It's just been announced. For, that's going to be hitting our consoles and PCs. Dude, it looks so dope. Money. It looks just like the old school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. I can't wait, Jeff. I remember playing that game in River Center Mall. Oh man, the four player remember, one yeah. with the four where you could play four people at once, just dropping yep, quarters yep. in there. Oh man, don't even get I me had started. To have the left. I had to have the left hand side left control stick. I, that was where I did my best when I would go with my friends after school. I always had to be uh, Leonardo. Yeah, Who were you? Um. I was, uh, oh my God, I'm breaking. Oh, Donnie, sorry. There Donnie. you go. Okay, okay. Yeah, but there we go. All right. Well, hey, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, how much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to get to know more about them, well, then you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and the full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft right now. As for me, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, smart speakers. Just say, hey, smart speaker, play Locked On Spurs, and boom, there you have it. And, of course, we'll be having a lot more on Locked On Spurs. It's probably going to get busy, just as bad as the uh, Spurs schedule is going to be. So we'll try to keep up with the Spurs. Hopefully you can keep up with us here at Locked On Spurs. For Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.